You're listening to the Quince podcast. The COVID-19 pandemic has gotten the global scientific community to swing into action to find an urgent cure. With the infection numbers reaching 8 million worldwide, several researches, studies and trials are being carried out simultaneously to urgently look into the effects of antiviral drugs, steroids and repurposed drugs on COVID-19 patients. In just over the last month there have been a few developments. An old cheap anti-inflammatory steroid Dexamethasone has recently been touted as a treatment for COVID-19 to reduce mortality. Even the World Health Organization on 23rd June has asked to ramp up the production of this widely used steroid after clinical trials found it to have life-saving potential for critically ill coronavirus patients in the UK. Another drug Remdesivir initially developed by Gilead Sciences to work against Ebola has demonstrated faster recovery among COVID-19 patients. It has now been launched into production by the drug maker Cipla under its brand name Cipremi. And Glenmark Pharmaceuticals has launched another antiviral drug, Favipiravir, for the treatment of mild to moderate COVID-19 cases after receiving restricted emergency approval from the Drug Controller General of India to manufacture and market the medicine. But how optimistic are doctors and experts about these developments? And what all do you need to know about these drugs? Are they really potential treatments for COVID-19? You're tuned in to The Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you. And I'm your host, Shorbury. To start with a caveat, there's no proven treatment for COVID-19 yet. But recently, a research on dexamethasone has been deemed as a reason to celebrate even by the World Health Organization. In a trial led by a team of researchers from Oxford University, 2,104 patients were given dexamethasone and compared to the other 4,000 plus who were not, the drug reportedly brought down the risk of death for patients on ventilators by one-third and for patients needing oxygen, it cut down the risk of death by one-fifth. But before we deep dive further into the results and the analysis, what is this drug exactly? Dexamethasone is a steroid which falls under a class of drugs called corticosteroids. It's used to treat a wide range of inflammatory conditions from arthritis to eye and dental inflammation. And corticosteroids have been used in other outbreaks as well. They were used to treat inflammation during the SARS and the MERS outbreaks, which were also caused by coronaviruses. In the case of critically ill coronavirus patients, the drug appears to reduce inflammation caused by the immune system protecting the tissues. And the Oxford University press release said, and I'm quoting just one line, quote, Overall, dexamethasone reduced the 28-day mortality rate by 17% with a highly significant trend showing greatest benefit among those patients requiring ventilation, end quote. But what is also notable is how cheap the drug costs. In the UK, where the trial was held, the drug costs around £5 a day per patient. And given that the treatment usually lasts for up to 10 days, it comes down to £35. It's also equally affordable in India. Costs less than 30 paise, a strip of 10 comes at rupees 3 and some 20-odd companies make the drug in India. So, cheap and easily available. 
But Dr. Sumitri, a critical care specialist in Delhi NCR who's been taking care of COVID-19 patients, says that while on one hand it is good news, on the other hand it's also important to note that it's not a magic bullet and can make some patients prone to secondary illnesses as well. He also talks about how it's been used in different researches, the positive effects, the limitations and in what way it can potentially be used for COVID-19 patients. Right. So uh, dexamethasone is a very old drug, very inexpensive drug. Okay. it's one of, uh, That's the good part of it. I always love drugs which work, which are cheap. Um, always worry about expensive drugs which work uh, for a few people. Uh, but uh, having said that, uh, so dexamethasone uh, is a steroid and said uh, and it has steroids have been used in ARDS. Okay. Whenever there is uh, acute respiratory distress syndrome and there's a damage to the lung, uh, it, the, it has, the evidence has been kind of equivocal. Some studies have shown significant benefit with steroids. Some haven't shown that amount of benefit in terms of survival. Uh, in this case, the recovery trial, which was done in the uh, in England by the NHS, uh, used uh, dexamethasone, and it has shown to reduce, as you said, survive, improve survival by 33% in ventilated patient and about 25% in non-ventilated patients on oxygen. And uh, even before this trial, this trial was done with steroids because there was evidence that probably in the setting of COVID, steroids may benefit a subset of patients. So already most of us were using steroids, uh, different doses, somewhat higher doses than this. And uh, so this is very good news that a basic drug which is very cheap and expensive is inexpensive is showing some degree of benefit it's not a magic drug it's not a wonder drug understand that everybody doesn't need to take it if they those who have covid because like all steroids has its side effects uh, makes you prone to secondary infection so it has to be done under medical supervision steroids have been used for multiple reasons for a long period of time so one is that you have immunological disorders where your immune your immune system is at attacking some organs of your own body. There are, these are like autoimmune diseases where steroids have been used. Steroids are used in when you have severe allergic reactions, right? So steroids have a very positive role also. Steroids have been used in uh, severe asthma when you have a severe uh, spasm of the, uh, you know, uh, uh, the airways of the lungs, etc. Uh, steroids, low-dose steroids have been used in, in septic patients, in septic shock, where, uh, you know, so when the blood pressure drops, so low-dose steroids. Right, so the role in COVID is, is the inflammatory response. Basically, when you have the cytokine increase, so many patients with COVID infections have an increase in the cytokine, uh, release of cytokines, uh, which are these uh, chemicals which are released by the body in reaction to the infection. So to a certain extent, if you completely suppress them, there is a problem because you need the immune response to fight the infection. But it sh that immune response should not go out of control. Okay, it should not go over overboard. So that's what. So the, the steroids kind of at a lower dose modulate this immune response. How much exact balance is a it's a fine balance. So in this in this study, they used a very small dose of six milligram. Other studies have used higher doses, not for COVID, but for ARDS and other settings. We expected to a certain extent that this benefit would be there with steroid COVID because of the initial kind of information that we got from our colleagues from abroad seemed to show that there would be benefit. And that's why in India, almost all of us are using steroids 
in the ICU setting in critically ill COVID patients. Yet, there are more reasons to be guardedly optimistic about this. Even though it's been described as a breakthrough, one criticism about this research has been the lack of a peer-reviewed medical journal that allows unbiased independent researchers to go over the findings. A process that takes months or even years but is very, very critical before a research can be celebrated. And on a similar note, the other two drugs, Remdesivir and Favipiravir, are also being set to show promising results. Recently, top pharmaceutical companies even rushed to launch generic versions of these drugs, but doctors are again continuing to warn against any kind of quick judgment. Dr. Anthony Fossey, a top U.S. health advisor and also the director at the U.S. National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, had brought Remdesivir to the world's notice when he claimed that the drug could possibly have a clear-cut effect in fighting the novel coronavirus. But again, no research has been conclusive. A Chinese trial reported in The Lancet had the exact opposite view. A preliminary report from the ACTT1, or the Adaptive COVID-19 Treatment Trial 1, claims that the mortality rates were 7.1% in those given Remdesivir and 11.9% in those who were given placebo. So can it be considered to play a supportive role in COVID-19 treatments? Well, not until it's launched and used on patients properly. But the case for Favipiravir might be even weaker. It's another antiviral drug that has been proposed for mild to moderate symptoms of coronavirus. It had been approved in Japan since 2014 for the treatment of novel or re-emerging influenza viral infections. And on 21st June, Glenmark announced its decision to manufacture this drug at Rs 103 per tablet, adding that it's the first approved oral medication in India for the treatment of COVID-19. Now, Glenmark has claimed that Favipiravir shows clinical improvements of up to 88% in COVID-19 cases, with a rapid reduction in the viral load by four days. It's also been studied in at least 18 trials around the world as a potential treatment for COVID-19, but doctors aren't fully convinced. They say that it has insufficient evidence and most importantly, the section of infected people it's been advised for, as in those with mild or moderate illnesses, have a high chance of recovery even otherwise. I also asked Dr. Raybot what kind of evidence we have on the efficacy of these drugs as they go into manufacturing and whether or not it's a good development and this is what he said. Two antivirals have been approved for off-label use in COVID infections. Uh, one is Remdesivir and the other is Favipiravir. So the evidence for them uh, have come recently. One for Remdesivir, there are basically two major studies which have been done, one from China and one from the US. The US study is a mid-term analysis of uh, ongoing study on Remdesivir. Both of them found that in mild to moderate cases, uh, remdesivir may reduce the days of hospitalization from 11 days to 7 days while uh, it did not reduce mortality or deaths significantly in uh, severe to and critically ill patients so its use would be the uh, would be in those patients has to be started early in the course of disease probably useful in moderate disease in mild disease, anyway, people uh, improve uh, mostly on their own. So there is probably no need to go ahead and use it. But patient selection, early use may be beneficial in reducing the number of days of hospitalization with remdesivir. 
for Fabi Piravir, uh, the evidence is much weaker. Uh, the studies which have been done are very questionable and the evidence is very weak to support its use at this present moment. There is possible ongoing studies which are happening at, as we speak, but at, at the present moment, the evidence is pretty weak. So the good news is that old repurposed drugs are giving us hope and maybe a way forward. But as you heard from a doctor, it's better to take all this news with a pinch of salt. If you like listening to this episode, please subscribe to the Big Story playlist for episodic updates. We'll have on Apple, Google Podcast, Spotify, GeoSavan and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quinn website and check out the podcast section. For any feedback, shoot an email to podcasts at thequinn.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quint's website and check out our other podcasts.